What's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of Beauty Within Us. I'm finally back recording today at home in my podcast studio. A studio is a relative term. It's just my office, but I totally decked my office out to film the podcast like when I first started, and I've since caught myself pretty much recording like in my living room on the couch because it's more comfortable and like chill. But uh, I was already working in here today, so I figured I would just set up back in my office. So hopefully the sound quality is a little bit better in here, uh, especially than last week. Last week we had to film outside because my cat allergies are so freaking bad. <laughs> like I just couldn't take it. So we had to do outside. So sorry if the sound quality was off a little bit last week. I know we had a lot of cars driving by, but back to normal this week, fortunately. So yeah, we're back from North Carolina. It was a really good trip. It went super fast for me because I flew out about a day and a half after uh, Sydney got there. So they were kind of already settled and then I went out. So I was quite literally there for three days, I think. But it was a really fun time. It was nice to get into the city for a little while. If you know me, you know that I never expected that I would still be living in my hometown. I don't even like to claim this as my hometown because I wasn't born here, but I grew up here, so I have to claim it. But the older I've gotten, I've kind of come to realize that it's very cheap to live in the Midwest. And with living here, I can actually afford to travel and like do things that I like to do. So I've kind of been embracing the small town a little bit just because it allows me to travel and stuff but it's definitely nice to get into the city every once in a while but I will say I am totally good with like not drinking for a very long time now. I have not had a weekend where it was like drink all day drink all night probably since I was 21 or 22 and holy shit I like could not function so we took Sydney's little brother out for his 21st birthday this weekend he turned 21 on Friday and I was like dude I cannot drink like I had two drinks and then I went home I just couldn't take it my liver was just like crying for help I think after my weekend in Charlotte so I was trying to take it easy and then uh, her little brother had a great birthday, though, on Friday, and then we had a party for him at their house on Saturday, and he was just having a great time, but same thing. I was like, mm, two drinks, and then I'm just, like, trying to go home, <laughs> so, yeah, so pretty chill weekend there, but it was still really busy. We have Halloween coming up this weekend. Uh, that should be fun. Our friend Spencer's having a party at his house. We're kind of helping him plan that. So, we'll see how it goes. Costume party, of course. I haven't really celebrated Halloween a ton, really, like, since I was younger, I think. Like, I used to hand out candy at the dance studio, but that was pretty much it. So, last year for Halloween, we went to the bar, and I, you can probably quote me on this, I will never go to the bar again on Halloween. It was so freaking busy, and it, like, took so long to get a drink. It wasn't even fun. One of my friends ended up taking us home because we couldn't even get the shuttle. Like, it was a disaster. So, 
I'm glad to not have to do that this year just to wear a costume. Uh, yeah, house party for sure is the way to go. I have been going back and forth on my costume for the past three weeks. Originally, uh, Sydney and I both were going to go as the fembots from Austin Powers, one of us pink, one of us purple. And we got our costumes in. And like at first we're like, oh yeah, this is hot shit. Like we're going to look great. And the more I was staring at it in my closet, I'm like, dude, it's so minimal. And it's literally like lingerie with a boa on it. So there's not much to work with. And I like have to get something to wear underneath it because it just came. It was like just the top part. And it's like, I'm not going to be naked under it. So I was like, God, I'm going to have to get like a matching bra and like put boas on it and like shorts for underneath. It's just so stressful. And then of course you can't ever find anything. So I like put it on again the other day and I was like, I, it's not cutting it for me. And I even ordered like heels to match it and they're so freaking cute, but I don't know. I don't think I'm going to wear it. So then I had this whole idea to go as Medusa because I thought that would be easy and fun. So I ordered a whole bunch of gold stuff from Amazon and I returned it all today because none of it worked. The golds didn't match. Like none of it fit my boobs. Like it just was not working. So then I had a whole epiphany and I was like, okay, I'm going to make it myself. Why not? Right? I'm so creative. No. I went out and bought a whole ass sewing machine, brand new. I I got a cheap one. Fortunately, it was only like 75 bucks or whatever. But I bought an entire sewing machine. I bought five yards of fabric, needle, thread, zippers. Like I was going to make this shit good. Well, I was going to make it well. Yesterday, here I am. I'm like a seamstress. I'm sewing it and pinning and putting it on, taking it off, putting it on, taking it off. And I worked on this costume. I kid you not for five to six hours and I hate it so (laughs) I think it's in my room and it's a little corner on the floor because I was pissed and I threw it I went to party city today and bought something else that would still work for Medusa as long as I can like jazz it up a little bit but I I am out so much money because of this stupid Halloween costume. I'm like, what an idiot. Fortunately, I was able to return a lot of stuff to Amazon, but such a mess. So hopefully I'll be able to just like make it look good with my makeup and my hair, which obviously that's my forte. But yeah, if you look on Instagram and I'm in an entirely different costume than I even said, uh, just know that I probably had another crisis and pulled something out last minute. I think Sydney's feeling the same way with hers, but I don't know. For some reason, the pink Fembot costume looked a lot better than my purple one, I think, so she might stick with it. I don't know. I might roll up as pajama girl. I don't even, (laughs) I don't even know. That's where I'm at right now. You'll have to uh, wait and see, I guess, for next week, see what I finally end up going with. (laughs) I'm going on a date tomorrow. So that's new and fun and exciting and nerve-wracking and all a thousand different emotions. Uh, I haven't been on a real date in so long. Like, I think 
it's probably been at least two years since I went on an official date. And like the last guy that I talked to, we pretty much just like chilled out at home. We never like went out. Now that I'm going out, I'm like, oh shit, I haven't done this in so long. And I know I talk all day for a living and obviously I talk on the podcast, but my friends will agree. I'm so awkward. Like I am so awkward in person and I think I am the butt of my own jokes. Like I always make jokes about myself and I laugh at things that aren't funny because (laughs) I don't know why I've always been like that. But I think that's why I keep my circle so small is because I am just like awkward and shy and it like takes me a little bit to warm up, which is one of the reasons that I'm like comfortable talking on the podcast because it's literally like just me in a room by myself or just like with one of my friends. I hope my clients don't think I'm awkward. Some of them probably do. I don't know, but I don't know. They've stuck stuck with me, so obviously I'm doing something right, but yeah, first date tomorrow. I hate first dates. I always have, even when I was like in high school, and I know I've talked about like I always had a boyfriend in high school. I hated first dates then, but I hate them so much more now because I feel like the older you get, there's more of an expectation that like you can carry on a good conversation and you're comfortable with other people. I think when you're younger and you're like in high school or whatever, it's just a free-for-all like it's gonna be awkward, it's, you're gonna be shy, it is what it is, but, like, the older you get, yeah, there's just that expectation that it's, like, you have to not act like a freaking idiot, so we'll see how that goes. The last first date that I was on, I think we touched on when I had Sydney on the podcast the first time, but, uh, I met him on Tinder back when I still had Tinder. He, picked me up from my apartment in Fort Wayne at the time and in hindsight I I should have never let anyone pick me up for a first date especially someone that I didn't know but by the time we even got where we were going I like wanted it to not even be happening like I just knew it wasn't gonna work like 10 minutes in the car was enough but the real kicker is that he picked me up and was wearing it was February He's wearing white skinny jeans, shiny black dress shoes, a burgundy button-up shirt, and a satin blue patterned blazer. And it's like scarred in my head for some reason because I was so taken back at what he was wearing. And I'm like pretty casual. Like even when I'm dressed up, I'm still pretty casual. So this man picked me up in a blazer and I was like, holy shit, what have I got myself into? So ever since then, I've never been on a dinner date because I hate them and I'm so awkward. But the guy I'm going out with tomorrow, we've known each other for a long time now, like probably five, six, maybe seven years. I don't know, quite some time. And he's asked me out so many times and I always like, I never, I've never agreed to go out with him. But I've never really taken it seriously because we've matched on, like, Bumble, Tinder, Hinge, like, so many times. I'm like, oh, yeah, maybe one day. Well, 
I finally was like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to go because I think that worst case scenario, we would at least have fun and be able to joke about it down the line. But I think also, like, I know he's a really good guy, so I didn't want to just, like, go on a date with him when I wasn't ready to, like, date, if that makes sense. But I think after being single for over three years, (laughs) I'm finally settled enough, like, with myself. Like, I have my house. I have a steady job. Like, I'm pretty much together, like, as together as I'm going to get. And I am comfortable with being alone. Like, now I'm to the point where it's like, okay, I can open my heart up again and just see where something goes. So, yeah, it should be good. I'm trying to stay positive about it and not get nervous because I always get nervous and I psych myself out. So, I'm just going to, like, go with the flow and let it happen. And I'm going to look at it, like I mentioned in the last podcast, like the TikTok girl told me to do. I'm going to just look at it, like dinner with a friend and then just take it from there because I'm going to force myself to not plan our wedding on the first date, which is new for me, as you guys all know by now. (laughs) So I'm just going to take it as it comes, but I think it'll be a good time. But let's talk about that first date preparation. I don't know if it's just me, but for my entire dating career, I have had a routine of what I do to prep myself for a first date or really the first couple. Usually, I do this the day of the date, but I actually have to work tomorrow, so I did it all today. So hopefully it just feeds into tomorrow's vibe. But I have a whole process. So it doesn't matter if it's a date or a hookup. I do the exact same thing because... It just makes me feel clean and calm and like ready to take on the world, right? So let's just paint the picture. I'm talking candles in the bathroom, Billie Eilish because she's my spirit animal or some other like smooth, mellow music in the background, hot water, new razor, shaving cream, exfoliate, like I'm talking, we have everything under the sun in the shower for a first date preparation shower. I get in the shower, do my typical, like, wash my hair, wash my face, all that stuff. And then we get into the meat of it all. I exfoliate my entire body, head to toe. Then I shave my entire body. New razor. Sometimes I'll use two razor blades because I'm talking, I want a smooth, nice shave. Shave my legs. Shave my armpits. Shave you know where. Shave my arms. My back. Like, I, my face. I will shave everything (laughs) because I just feel better being smooth all over. I use a body oil in the shower, usually, like a cleansing oil or something because it helps, helps hydrate in the shower. Lush has a really good, like, conditioning or, like, body conditioner, I think is what it's called. Always do something like that. Put the mask in the hair. Let the mask sit while you're doing your whole exfoliate, shave your entire body, the whole process. Rinse the mask out. Then we're doing a whole, like, Sunday skincare routine. So, not just your typical, like, cleanse, exfoliate, tone, moisturizer. I'm talking we wash the face, exfoliate, tone, serum, 
serum, serum, dry brush, gua sha. Like, my skin never feels better. Like, my whole body would probably love it if I went on first dates more because this is what I always do. So then, anyway, get out of the shower, do all that fun stuff, put product in my hair, comb it, dry it so that it's prepped and ready and you have more volume. Like, this is just going to make everything go better. At least that's what I tell myself. Then we cut the nails, cuticle oil, paint the fingernails. I still have to do that part. Like, I will go through a whole body restoration process before I go on a first date. And maybe that's why I don't like to go on them very often because it's like a process. I always feel really good after. So, similar to like my Sunday shower routine where I like do a little extra like self-care, like I just go above and beyond. Every self-care element is incorporated into my first date shower. Now, I will never tell a man what my first date shower entails because it's not for them. It's for me. And I think everyone should take time to do that before a first date. You just have to remember that it's not all about them. I mean, obviously, if you're going on a date, you want to put your best foot forward, especially if it's someone that you haven't met before or just someone that you're going out with like in a different capacity than what you've gone out with them in before. You still want to feel good about yourself because if you don't, you'll be questioning yourself your entire date. You won't even be focused on what's going on. And worst case scenario, the date goes bad. At least you can walk away knowing I did my part. I feel good about myself. And, you know, if your spirits are a little crushed by how the date went, at least you'll still feel good about yourself when you go home. Look at me. I'm a love guru now. All of a sudden, I should start taking my own advice. Wow, that would be new. So yeah, that's how I get ready for a first date. That's probably why I don't like to go on them very often because it's a whole process to get ready for one for me. But I'll tell you, I am feeling pretty zen right now because I did my whole first date shower prep before I sat down to film because I just wanted to kind of chill out, relax a little bit. But it all kind of plays into just like not only feeling good about your appearance and how you look on the outside, but also about how you're feeling and doing those little things to take care of yourself, even if you do something little every day, or if you just do it once a week, or before a first date, or whatever. You just want to do things that make you feel good on the inside. It kind of makes me think about, like, why I started the podcast in the first place, and how I settled on Beauty Within Us, and, like, the name, and the ideas, and all of this stuff, and I originally wanted, I had a title in mind, I guess I'll say. This is something I've been thinking about for several years. So I had this idea and I'm not going to share it because I might still use it down the line for a different project if it ever, if the opportunity ever arises. But I just felt like the previous, my previous idea like put me in too much of a box and I already felt like I was in a box because of being in the beauty industry and like hair, hair, hair all day, that I wanted something that was a little bit bigger and could morph into all different aspects of my life and of lives of other people. So that's kind of how I got into beauty within us is I wanted something where A, I wasn't in a hair box all the time, but I really wanted to emphasize the idea that not all beauty is cosmetic. And not all of it is visual, but a lot of it is about how you feel 
and what you do to feed yourself and feed your energies every day. I don't talk about this a lot just because it's hard for me to like stay on track because my brain goes bing, 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 bing on a thousand different things. But I just want to see the beauty industry evolve into more than cosmetic, more than your looks, more than being perfect, more than Botox and fillers and makeup and all this stuff. I I love hair. I love makeup. I love nails. I, I love the beauty industry, but I think we need to start paying more attention about how all of those things make us feel, not necessarily just physically, but mentally. I think it's great. It's a, very important to work out. It's very important to stay active. I've always worked out, always danced. I've always been in something, but for a long time, I neglected my mental health. I mean, I had a severe trauma that happened to me at 15 that I'll probably talk about in a different episode. I'm just not there yet. I wish that I would have worked on it sooner because you get to the point in your life where where you've grown as much as you can physically, financially, you know, grown into the person that you want to become. You can only grow as far as your mental health will let you. And I think that that stops a lot of people from achieving their goals and what they want because mental health problems play into addressing or not addressing your fears and your anxieties and all of these sorts of things that stop people from evolving and stop people from succeeding and excelling in what they want. I think as more and more people grow to take care of and pay attention to their mental health and their mental growth, I think that it will benefit our society a lot as a whole, but also it will make people happier and more involved in their own lives. I know that people with mental health problems, depression especially, uh, and myself included, often feel like they're just going through the motions and not really living. And I remember I had I had a few months where I really felt like this kind of uh, through spring and summer this year and I was talking to my therapist and she was like, well, what are you doing to like help pull yourself out of these low points, these lulls that you're experiencing? Because I'm not on antidepressants and it's just something that I didn't really want to put my body through if I could kind of pull myself out of it. Luckily, I've been able to kind of handle it. Uh, up until this point, but she asked me this and I was like, God, I am not doing anything new. I'm not doing anything exciting. And I just feel like there's so much more that I want, but I don't have time to do it. She was like, Rachel, find the time. You have, you have 10 minutes. You have five minutes. You have time to at least do something. And that really changed my thought process because I was like, damn, yeah, I do have time. And I think back then I was just spending so much energy at work and in the gym. And at that point, I was still spending a lot of energy, uh, mental energy, on my eating disorder recovery and all of this other stuff that I wasn't fueling myself in any other way. I was exerting all of this energy and I was doing nothing to give back to myself. And this is why I love therapy. I think it's great. I think everyone should do therapy even if you don't think that you have any problems. It just makes you think things through 
a lot differently and I'm very grateful for that. So I started like doing little things every day that would like spark something in me that like made me feel good and brought me back up. Whether it was like meditating, I started doing this like manifestation meditation thing every night and that really helped. Just like little things that feed back into your energy, whatever that may be. If it's even walking down to the mailbox to get the mail, if it's walking your dog, if it's you know, going on a run, just driving to work in the morning with no music on, just like with you and your thoughts. Anytime where you can sit with you and your thoughts for a little bit of the day and nothing else is there, it's just really beneficial. And I wish I would have learned this a little bit sooner. I wanted to bring this up today because like I've said, I have been going to therapy for a while now and I love it. Can't say enough great things about it. Uh, it makes you think completely different. It makes you hate yourself and love yourself all over again. It's great, but it made me learn a lot about myself that I didn't realize that I hadn't addressed. And one of the things that I had never addressed that developed when I was kind of in high school was more of a focus problem. And I always did well in school. I never really had focus problems at school. It was more like at home, working on homework, but I always figured out I always had ways to be able to focus. Like I would turn my phone off, turn off, you know, the music. I would sit in dead silence. That's how I would study. That's how I would do my homework, all of those things. And I was able to like trick my brain into focusing. And the older I've gotten now that I'm out of high school, college, all of that stuff, and I'm in the salon, I'm realizing that I have had trouble focusing. So, like, if there's a conversation going on behind me, I know that my client is talking to me and I'm, like, responding, but it's, like, my comprehension is just not there because there's a thousand other things going on. I decided a few months ago that I wanted to do um, psychiatric testing just to see if I had ADHD or, like, what else could be contributing to this focusing problem. I had some testing done back in September and it was a three and a half hour test. The only reason I didn't go to my family doctor for this is because I knew they would just like prescribe me Adderall and send me on my way. So I like wanted to go to a psychiatrist and do the entire process, the entire test report. So I got my results back today and it made me laugh because (laughs) It showed me that I have a lot more work to do. Um, I don't have ADHD, but what I do have is apparently a lot more trauma to unpack in therapy. Uh, And I can laugh about it now because I've unpacked a bit of it, but clearly not enough. But what I learned today is that symptoms of trauma sometimes cause you to lose focus And I think that what's been happening is since I have been unpacking a lot of my baggage in therapy, these little nuts and bolts of trauma that are still in my head that I've been unpacking are causing my brain to skew away from from what's going on right in front of me. So uh, that, (laughs) that was very interesting to learn today. And I'm not surprised by that at all. So... 
I was doing EMDR for a little while to unpack some stuff and my therapist and I stopped EMDR because we felt like it wasn't working. But I think that it was, (laughs) in hindsight, I do think it was working and we just hadn't made that full breakthrough yet. So I'm going to request that we keep doing that to see if that helps my focusing at all. But this is something that I have kind of noticed since I was 15 or 16, but I had always been able to cope with it back then by like changing my environment a little bit. But obviously while I'm at work and there's other conversations going on or music or blow dryers or whatever, I can't change my environment. So that's where I've been struggling a little bit. And so getting those results back today made me uh, laugh a little bit. But yeah, I have an entire packet of pretty much everything that I could ever want to know about myself, my IQ, my verbal comprehension, processing speeds, working memory. <laughs> like, I I don't even know if I wanted to know all this about myself, but I have it now. I was just flipping through it. Uh, so what I'm getting at is I definitely recommend that if there's anything that you are questioning, if there's anything that you feel like you want to work for or work toward or work through, you should do it. And even if the results are not what you think, it's still good to know because you're going to learn more about yourself at all along the way. And all of these little questions that you have, if you ask them and get answers, it really does help in healing your mental health. Obviously, there are ups and downs in every healing cycle, but I definitely just say ask the questions, get the answers, and even if you feel silly while you're doing it, just let yourself go through the process. All right, you guys, that is all I have for you today. Thank you so much for listening to this week's podcast. I hope you guys have a great next week, and I hope you really reflect on what you're doing to help fuel your energy. And as always, you can subscribe to the podcast for new episodes every Wednesday at 2 o'clock. And you can follow me at Rachel Cora. That's R-A-C-H-A-E-L-C-O-R-A-H. And I will see you next week.